0: Hey everyone, Seth Weiner here, your Roctioneer. Welcome to Coffee Connections. It's, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I I swear it's like every time we do Coffee Connections, it's just beautiful outside. And the fall is here. Hopefully you're enjoying the colors. And those of you that have been doing your galas and your in-person events, uh, welcome back, right? Isn't it incredible? So great. Well, folks, today's guest, I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, It's a good friend, and I'm really excited. We're kind of Once again, kind of doing a little something different with Coffee Connections, uh, providing nonprofits this time with an innovator. Uh, So still innovators, but this time we're talking to an innovator who's going to be able to bring some stuff to your event. And that's why we're doing that. So let me tell you about Jacob Deaton with Shindig My Event. Now, Deaton, also known as Sweet Deed, is a musician and band leader with a celebrated history both on and behind the stage. For over a decade, he has been in high demand from multiple circles and is equally comfortable in the world of jazz, blues, rock, Americana and Klezmer. Yeah, believe it or not, Klezmer. Uh, He has served as the guitarist for the L.A. blues rocker Jonah Smith. With whom he made the semi finals appearance of NBC's America's Got Talent. Also, uh, those Atlanta uh, natives know about Colonel Bruce Hampton, uh, the long river of uh, southern blues, surrealist, Zambiist, and so many other things. He comes from the camp of Zambi. That's right. All right. Uh, as a jazz artist and bandleader, Jacob has uh, released several albums. Uh, He's been published in things like Jazz Jazz Times, not (laughs) Jimes. that's a good magazine though, all about jazz and and more. Um, Besides all that, he's the co-founder of the Georgia Players Guild and Coast Guard the band. He's established himself at the center of a massive network of musicians across the Southeast. And This is a big point we're going to talk about. Uh, His experience designing and executing custom events prompted the creation of what we're going to talk about is Shindig, uh, a hub for musicians and organizations to be connected with the aim of creating phenomenal events. So where we're going to go with this conversation is to talk about how you, my friends here tuning in, are going to be able to utilize Shindig to really shindig your event. Welcome to the
1: show, Jacob. Hey, it's good to be here. Did you did you write that bio? Because that's pretty good. Uh, I you know, you. Yeah,
0: I yeah, totally, I totally wrote, rewrote it, I rewrote one. I think I only <laughs> added the klezmer thing, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, man. well, hey,
0: listen, before we get started, are you a coffee drinker? I am. Well, that's wonderful. What kind of coffee do you drink? What's your? Are you a home brew? A Starbucks brew? What's your? What's your fancy?
1: i'm a little bit of a nerd about it i uh i'm definitely in the camp of the chemex and the whole bean and the um you know grinding moment of and getting that water to 204 degrees uh and then uh you know pouring it appropriately as you do with the chemex as far as letting it bloom and and all that kind of stuff so i'm i'm a little bit more of uh i had an Mm -hmm. (laughs) ex-girlfriend actually that got me into this and uh and I used to be able to drink QT coffee and then, you know, after she showed me what coffee could really taste like, if you do it right now, it's really hard for me to drink coffee really any other way. So, um, but, uh, but I, as far as brands of coffee and stuff, I don't know if that's what you mean, but like, I actually yeah, subscribe, sure. I subscribe to this, um, uh, subscription thing where they send me uh, a bag of coffee every like week and a half to two weeks. And, um, and they send me a new bag from all over, of like different brands from all over the country based on my taste specifications. So oh, I am right. quite suited in the coffee world, uh, for the coffee connections. <laughs> oh, how about that?
0: Now I didn't even, you know, I didn't ask you, but do you happen to have a mug nearby you?
1: Uh, I do. Uh, oh, it's just on yeah. the, it's, it's the other room though. Do you want to see it? Yeah. Let's check out your mug. <laughs> it's my favorite mug. Hold on. I'll be right back.
0: All right. Well, while he tell while he goes, grabs his mug folks, uh, shindig, My event here is we're going to get into the details of what they can do for your event because let's face it, everyone's going to get, we're starting to get back together in person. And what do people want? People want to raise money for sure. We get that at your fundraisers, but you also, your guests want to give, but they also want to have fun. And we're going to talk about what it takes to implement a band into your fundraiser and make it pop. Uh, and give everyone not just a good time, but what it takes. What are the back? What are the backstories? What does it take to really make it work? Oh, hey, he's back. All right, what do you got? I'm back. Here we go. Oh,
1: here it is. This is my That's favorite bad. mug. This was made by Tom Z. Uh, I, I want to say his last name is uh, uh, pronounced uh, Zwellinger, and he is uh, a pottery. Uh, you know artiste um that actually takes up residence at the lovett school or did for many years i think he's retired now but um he uh in here in love in uh, atlanta georgia which is a very high-end um uh k-12 school but uh he's really inspired by like um all, all sorts of different um uh, cultures uh, predominantly japanese um but this particular mug is just so cool i love it yeah i like so- that, that
0: that's, i love the um- pottery like that when it's uh, the the blue it comes out so good that that uh of the kettle
1: or whatnot yeah i've got like five or six of his mugs that i buy i used to buy one almost every year whenever i was able to go to his art shows um so um so i have like five or six of his his mugs that i just rotate all the time so
0: awesome well hey listen before we get into everything what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna hand the mic over to you okay can you tell everyone a little bit about who you are and sure in particular shindig my event
1: sure um i'm a music lover um i'm a passionate person about providing people opportunities uh in the artist world that we live in uh especially me and seth um i'm really passionate about giving people opportunities to not only you know just make a living um, but also um, to provide any sort of like stepping stone that I can from somebody to get to one place to another. Um, it's something that in the very beginning, when I was a musician and I first started coming up playing music um, at 18 to 22 years old, um, uh, like I I noticed early on that I got a lot of satisfaction out of providing people opportunities uh, to you know to make money in this business and and you know we as we know there's a lot of brilliant musicians that uh, are out in the world and artists of all kinds. And many of them are so brilliant that they don't really know how to go out and actually find the work that, um, that they need in order to, you know, to uh, provide themselves a beautiful life um, beyond just being an artist. And so the stigma of the uh, poor, starving artists sort of uh, was born, which I, I, I really hate um, because there's so much opportunity and there's so much money out there for artists and musicians to make. On their art, and so one of my things that I'm constantly doing is educating people in ways that they can take their own personal businesses and their own personal brands to the next level. Um, And um, and so out of that love, I don't know why. Maybe it was because I got out of the military and I went straight into being a musician um, at the age of 22. And um, I I didn't really have, you know, a lot of people come up playing music. Uh, on their own and, um, you know, taking guitar lessons or something as a kid. And then, you know, that spins into a music career. For me, it was much later. Um, I didn't get my first guitar until I was 18. I didn't start uh, learning what a scale was until I was 22. Um, I attended the Atlanta Institute of Music at 22 after I got out of four years in the military, like I was saying, in the Air Force. And it sort of spun from there. Um, And I just kind of locked myself in a room and tried to make up for you know a decade or more lost in time, but um, uh, once I started kind of getting out and playing gigs, um, I I realized that maybe I wasn't as good as a lot of other musicians that I knew or that I knew was around. So I just learned the skill of going to like restaurants and you know venues and stuff and saying, "Hey, I'm this is what I do, and you should book me and pay me money." <laughs> and um, and so I guess through that process of just really loving music. I carried a lot of musicians along with me um, that because I, I couldn't play all the gigs by myself, can't play all the instruments. Right. So I would always need a drummer or a bass player or a keyboard player or even another guitar player, et cetera. And so through that, I started understanding the power of being able to, you know, uh, represent yourself and um, and client relations and putting on great events and all those types of things through trial and error over the last, you know, 15, 16 years in Atlanta now. So um, and what started is just everybody pointing at me because I seem to be the one that, you know, uh, you know, had a nice jacket and maybe tied my shoes straight, Um, you know, on the bandstand became sort of a business that uh, now I'm super passionate about. And that I work really hard at um, trying to provide um, people opportunities um, to make money on their art. So that's kind of how Shindig has has come to be in the short form.
0: Right, right. Now, so so basically, one of the big points that you're you're talking about is that you've got access to a ton of really quality musicians, and that you chose not just to create your own thing in terms of this is my original material, and you know it's a Jacob Deep, come see me, see me, see me. That right. you can connect with other musicians and create really quality performances. Uh, which you're playing different theaters across the country with. And a lot of this is now tribute stuff too, right? It's uh, it's full on albums and uh, mm-hmm. covers of whatnot.
1: That's right. So one of the bands that I, um that I own and also represent is called the Georgia players guild. And uh, we started at the strand theater in Marietta, Georgia, which is a 550 seat theater. And um, in the history of that, um, relationship with the strand we've sold out that room multiple times playing various tributes uh the eagles ccr tom petty queen uh, led zeppelin all sorts of bands we've done over 30 different shows that we brought to stage and so that um that band is actually um you know playing many theaters across the country in 2022 and beyond so that's a beautiful thing um and something that we've been working really hard at providing but um, for all of our musicians that have you know been along with us for the ride, but that's a uh, that's one thing. And then of course the the other side of Shindig My Event is like the wedding and event industry, and that's what. Um, um, so that's 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 the other side of the business that we also mm-hmm. offer services for. So between those two things, they keep us pretty busy.
0: Yeah. So let's let's dive into that side of it because the majority of folks that are here are nonprofits uh, right. or involved with a nonprofit in some way. And so I kind of was alluding to this in the beginning of the show, but. Here's the thing. Come spring, as, as these galas are coming back together mm-hmm. and I'm talking, you know, you know, for sure, like school galas and all that. But the, uh, let's let's focus on a specific type of gal. Let's talk about a 500 person or more. But let's on average between three. We'll start at three. We'll go 300 or more person event. Right. Sure. They're getting together at a place like, say, the Georgia Aquarium or, you know, a ballroom at a hotel. Now, there's a lot of money going in and, ex- and the expenses from catering to your auctioneer to, you know, all the different pieces, right? <laughs> um, and so a lot of people get to a point of, do we want a band? And then if so, is it worth the money? And so the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this up is if you're going to use a band, you better work on your run a show to make sure that, A, you got time for them. And, right. and that you're not taking out of your fundraising to right. give a quick example on that. Um, a, cl- a recent client was, um, they decided to go ahead and they did an honors. They, you know, they wanted to honor several different people. Well, if you go ahead and run the video and then you have them do their speech, you're talking about 15, 20 minutes per person, because no one's talking for, you know, their two minutes, they're going to right. you know, they give them a mic. So what do you do? Well, you know, there's a couple things. One, those videos of, of the awards and all that, they put that into a pre-show that they emailed everyone and encourage people and they actually had a really high uh viewing they could you know you can watch the numbers of how many people viewed it so people came and they already saw the people's presentations and then they awarded them and that cut about an hour off of the show off of the mm-hmm. event and so there's more to it like that so when you talk about shindig though what i want to want to get to is one as the events are being produced make sure that you got time two Make sure you got the right band, and and when we talk about shindig, we're going to talk about the right band because ultimately it's not just you want the band to play. I mean, if look, if you and I were doing something together as the auctioneer, I'm bringing you in, and we're gonna we're gonna tonight show style. I mean, you know, not, maybe Johnny Carson, you know, uh, but right. yeah, you know, I mean, we're gonna tonight show it. We're gonna have fun. I mean, you know, that drummer's gonna have those rim shots for uh for you know when I well when all my jokes are gonna land in a they're <laughs> gonna need a rim <laughs> shot, you know, uh, but but you know it's 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 adding all that color. So can you talk a little bit about not only the colors that you can bring in which you know because you bring in a whole band, but that band can be split right. up from the cocktail hour to the during the show like the every element. So talk about all that and then talk a little bit about um the different styles you do and then the attention to detail which is what you mm. bring that's different than the band leader that just shows up with a band.
1: Right. So it really comes down to curation and like really diving into the theme of the event and making sure that all areas that can be enhanced by music are enhanced by music. So you mentioned some of those different sections that happen sort of like the pre-gathering to uh, like a cocktail uh, sort of uh, hour or so uh, leading into the main, um, you know, segment of the show. It's really about getting everybody in a room um, or on a Zoom call these days, I guess, um, and and really just uh, coming up with as many different ways to make this flow like a Broadway show. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, I want all of the events that we do to feel like you are watching a Broadway show. And if you've ever seen a Broadway show, you know what I'm talking about. Every single minute and second is accounted for and follows a timeline that is, um, that is executed to perfection. So it's really about... Um, If, you know, if picking a theme, figuring out what that theme is, um, figuring out how music can accentuate that theme um, so that the whole night your attendees are getting um, just overwhelmed uh, with uh, subtle, beautiful uh, hints as to what we're getting to. So that when we get up to the moment where it's time to raise the money, that they're ready and they're primed and they're they are dying to give you their money. Um, And you'd be surprised how much music plays into that um, from just the overall temperature of the events and different moments um, as it goes along all the way down to the sound choices or uh, sorry, the song choices that you make um, for uh, introducing guests. Um, Like we were talking about maybe that Tonight Show thing, um, like where, you know, we're introducing guests and they were playing like a little thing and then we we stop playing right before they take the microphone, that kind of stuff. You know, those kinds of touches show your people that are coming that you're taking this very seriously. And it's so easy just to throw a DJ up there and let a DJ do his thing. And I think DJs do well in a lot of ways. Um, There's a lot of there's a lot of points that they really serve well. Um, But if you're talking about a real class event, an event that is um, executed or executed with um, um, a high level of distinction, a band is just going to bring something that you're not going to get anywhere else.
0: Yeah, that's right. And and you so yeah, you talk about the pre-planning, but it's also that pre-planning, they want to learn you they want you to perform these tunes. You've got musicians that are going to do their homework to be able right. to learn this. So it's it's a lot of
1: work that goes into it. It's not just show up and play. That's exactly right. It's it's a it's a it's, it takes a long time. Um this for every event that we put on, um there's a series of rehearsals that happen. Um, where we're dissecting different moments of the particular event that we're playing and that we show up and then perform it Um, there because there are no mistakes. Um, You know, taking it back to old Colonel Bruce um, that we used to, uh, you know, just enjoy being around so much when he was with us. Um, You know, with the expansion of all these smartphones and the cameras and the recording devices that exist, you're on letterman every single night. That's what he would say. He's like, every night is letterman. There's no more bad nights allowed. So when you're talking about a distinguished event, you have to have a, a group of entertainers that have put in the time um, and know how to do the work and also have the leadership on stage to execute that and know when something goes wrong, how to flex, how to um, to make sure that um, you're basically covering up for any other potential uh, you know, road hazards or anything that you might encounter in putting on an event, because let's face it, every event is uh, different. And every event ends up having its its own set of challenges um, from simple to complex. And so you need somebody up there that knows what they're doing, that knows how to handle an event um, like that and knows how to um, get everybody to the finish line.
0: Yeah. and, And the finish line with all the musicians, of course, because they're all professionals and they're not there uh to enjoy the party. They're there to perform work. at the yes, party. Right. <laughs> yes, right. Um, yes. Yeah. And on and on that note, um you're pretty self-sufficient. If a if a client wants to have um turnkey, you're able to bring the PAs that are necessary, a you know, pop-up stick PA for the acoustic guitar player at the cocktail hour to the full setup. Uh, but you also work with, you know, a lot of events are going to have their own stage and light and whatnot. And you'll work with the uh, other production companies on a whole technical side. Yeah,
1: that's correct. So what we do is, you know, depending on where we are, the needs are always different. Like we're saying every event is different. Everybody who's, you know, tries to generalize events is saying that they're, oh, well, we've done this a thousand times. Well, that's really cool and all. And maybe that like gets you to about the 95 percentile. But that last 5% is always going to be different. And um, and sometimes that 5% makes the difference in everything. So um, you know, for us, it's about making sure that we connect with the right people in the very beginning of the process and that we have that contact information so that we can call on those people um and that we 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 schedule calls with those people to make sure that there is no detail missed. Um, nobody's showing up with anything that they don't need and also nobody showing up with um with less than what they actually need. So um, you know, we do have all the production stuff in-house that we um uh, to really provide a, a really nice event for. Um, you know, up to about 500 people or so Um, beyond that, we work with uh, several different production companies, um, staging companies, et cetera, if that's needed. Um, We've also worked with a lot of, we've been to the aquarium and, you know, and worked with active and all those people um, where they provide a lot of the lights and the sound or or lights and staging and we roll in our own sound, et cetera. So um, every event is a little different, you know, and that's part of the fun. That's what keeps it sort of, uh, you know, keeps you on your toes
0: yep and on their toes is what we're gonna do. These people are gonna be dancing that's uh, right fine tuning that music and um and this is the thing i keep I keep circling back on is that most organizations that are having their spring event have missed two spring events because they didn't do march twenty twenty mm-hmm. and they probably didn't do march twenty twenty one if they did it was virtual and and if they did in person, well, you know probably wasn't as well attended as they would have liked, so that being said. When we're looking right now, here we are in November, you know, a week before Thanksgiving. For crying out loud, how is that possible? Right. Uh, but we're here, and people are starting to book out their their spring fundraiser. And I'm saying to you, folks, consider what you might want your and what you which is raising money, and what your supporters want, which is to give you money in, right. in their support, but also to have a really good time. And to do that, I highly suggest music, and I highly suggest checking in with Shindig, uh, my event, to be able to to be able to get the most out of it. Um, and, and it's, again, timeline is huge. You want to make sure you have enough time for people to, yeah. to be able to engage, uh, and to dance and have a good time and to get that music right, but also to make sure your fundraising's right. And, right. um, and I think that with, with, uh, Jacob, he gets the sense and his, his team, his band gets the sense too, to be able to get people excited, to get that, that drum roll going during the auction, you know, to, to, <laughs> to, to add the, the flavor, the colors, you know, all the essence that, that, that's there that will make your event pop. And and the big thing is when people are going to leave in a shindig event when they leave your fundraising gala. They're going to be talking about it, about how much fun they had. And that's going to help you grow your event in years to come.
1: So I have a question for you, Maybe, um, I don't know. you know, because because, you know, I have to turn this around on you at least a little bit. You know how much, how much, uh, and and I would be interested to know, um, you know, the dialogue, um, from the chat today, um, as it pertains to, uh, you know, this this whole topic, but with the um, with the necessity of virtual, um, galas, et cetera, being, uh, you know, becoming a a thing now, and that people are. Culture—they're—they're they're kind of used to it. They, there's a there's a fair amount of people that have experienced some sort of virtual event now. It's not 100% foreign to them, um, you know. Obviously, people have been on Zoom calls at minimum, so you know everybody's been on a Zoom call or a Google Meet or something, you know. So there's at least a little bit of an experience factor with that, you know. I, I just wonder about the future of galas and and the fundraising aspects of it as it pertains to the idea of dual events. And how many people are going to use the virtual um comfortability that people are are sort of gaining to not only reach the people in their community, say we're raising money for you know a particular um cause in the Atlanta area, but like how many of the people that are put or how many people that are involved in this industry are going to take that information you know let's say it's like save the whales i don't know let's just go with the aquarium theme today we're saving the whales that's an interest how many people are going online and going to their digital marketing advertiser um you know expert and saying let's do a campaign in either all speaking english speaking countries of the world or just in america targeting people who really love whales and that really are passionate about saving their lives, right? You see where I'm yeah. going with this? And then oh, absolutely. bring those people in virtually, and you start opening up the floodgates of all of this untapped money in all these different markets, in yeah. addition to the one market in which you're actually putting on the event for. So you know, a, lot of, a lot of organizations have done that. A lot of them uh, yeah. have, have moved to
0: that. I mean, going in person, there's nothing better than in person, uh, but right. some are doing what's, you know, what's what being called hybrid, where – they're bringing in that production to do that hybrid show. So we're at the aquarium, you're on stage, I'm doing the thing with you. We're having a great time. We're raising money. And for those of you at home, please go ahead and give, and you know, you've got the program that's hybrid that's tied in. So people at home anywhere can tune in for that hour. Um, Right. And then that closes and the hybrid has their piece. Maybe you have a good musician that does a, a performance for just those on hybrid uh, virtual, right? And then you've got your in-person event. So that's happening. But really, truly, that's not happening nearly as much as you'd think, because mm. it costs so much money. To do the production right, you don't want to just do it on Zoom. And right. Zoom's a necessity. I mean, yes, yeah, so if we can sure. do a Zoom, if we need to, We could, you know, if, like a, if it come March uh, and we're about to do a school fundraiser and there's a COVID scare and everyone's like, I'm not going, well, we would go hybrid, put people on Zoom, make a mix, whole deal. But what what we have seen the shift is Most most people aren't calling it their online. I'm sorry, their silent auction anymore. Now it's an online auction, Mm -hmm. and instead of it just being promoted to the families that are coming to the event and those that register, now it's let's put our online auction out there. And then sometimes we'll even take a video clip of the fund and need. And folks, we were at in person. We raised thirty thousand dollars on Friday night. Our goal, you know, our our goal is fifty thousand. Please help us get there. Uh, We're still twenty thousand dollars away. And then we'll even have other things happen so that if you missed us on friday night um here's a you know here's a clip of uh you know shindig my events uh ban you know doing the uh you know prince's uh yeah. purple rain yeah, as yeah. uh your auctioneer yeah. sold his purple jacket for uh, a purple plethora of i don't know you get my point yeah, I so, totally you can, you. so that, that that's the thing and i think that's the future is is kind is is is, is 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 that marketing is right. now people are saying well it's not just marketing to sell tickets to our event. It's mm-hmm. marketing to get our message out there. And by the way, a lot of folks that go to these uh, rubber chicken dinners every uh, weekend are kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't want to go. I want to give you my money, but I don't want to give you my money. I don't have to sit through another you know night. Correct. Right? Whereas others really want this. is I'm getting mm-hmm. dressed up. I've got a babysitter. Yeah. This is my night out. So there is there is some flexibility there.
1: Yeah, I just wonder about the the um, this uh, you know. I hope that every gala that that comes or that comes around now is really starting to look at the um, the abilities of you know digital marketing as it pertains to pre-gala advertising, trying to really reach. I mean, the entire country. I mean, just take mm-hmm. the United States for example. Well, it's
0: like you said, if you're an Atlanta organization, there's alumni or there's people uh, that love Atlanta that don't live in Atlanta. That's and, exactly right. Know,
1: And there's like all sorts of ways you can target those people like on, you know, any of these platforms like Facebook, et cetera, and bring their information into your world. And even if you don't get them to convert in the very beginning as far as donating to your cause, then, you know, you use that data afterwards. Like you said, oh, we raised 30,000, but we really need to hit 50. We're so close. Mm And for somebody that's sitting on the fence like that, that maybe didn't get their money in or whatever, you know, in the pre-function, you know, all that does is just fuel their fire to make them want to be a part of something like this. So yeah. I, I, I find it really interesting in, in in this particular space of entertainment right now, um, and uh, and and really raising money for good causes, et cetera, how you know the comfortability with all of these things where you can you can offer these sort of like you know, meet and greets with personalities, et cetera, um, to sort of generate interest for your cause and then, you know, really capitalize that on the back end. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm more than fascinated with how the conditioning of uh, the virtual event uh, world that we're in uh, can benefit that bottom line at the end of the day. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And I'm going to shift it back to you because I want to bring up that it's not just talented guitar players. You've got incredible uh, musicians of all sh- calibers i mean you've got some female vocalists that have that their voices are just to die for you've got um mm. yeah i believe you even don't you, you have access to some cello players and some
1: um uh, everything yeah it goes on and on <laughs> i mean well you could stumble over words all day but um you know i've i've put together some of the craziest musical concoctions for the wildest of uh clients um and you know and that's part of the fun of my job honestly is that uh you know, I love providing you know a super well-rehearsed uh, you know event band that you know knows every top forty hit and seamlessly transitions between each one of those songs and presents something that's mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful, rehearsed and sounds you know just beautiful. Um, as much as I love customizing and calling on you know uh, a lot of musicians that are very deep in my rolodex that um, do some of the weirdest things, you know, um, and 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 really add a completely different texture to a room that, you know, maybe a typical band wouldn't do. So um, one of my favorite things to do is whenever I get on a, on, on a phone call with a, any kind of client that I'm doing anything for is I just tell them to drink. I was like, in your perfect world, what is it? And if you don't know, let's talk about the things that you like so it can point me in directions. And then I'm just going to throw things at you until you decide that you've had enough or you've, you hear something that you like, um, you know, so um, I, I just love connecting people to artists that are, um, you know, that are out there that they don't know that are out there because they're busy and everybody has a life and we're getting bombarded with things online all the time. It's impossible to know, even in Atlanta, if you live here in Atlanta, like I do and like Seth does, it's uh, it's impossible to know uh, what all is out there. Um, And that's part of my job. That's the reason why for 15 or 16 years of living in Atlanta now, Um, that I've been everywhere um, trying Mm. to know what is here so that then I can connect that dot to your event that is cool and unique and special. You know, Um, I'm, you know, I I guess I'm not just a typical entertainment company where I just like, oh, we'll take this wonderful party band and have a great day. We can do that. That's totally fine. I got plenty of those. I got plenty of friends that do that. I got plenty of bands underneath my umbrella to do that that I can recommend that I know will do a great job. But if you really want to get your hands dirty and you really want to create an experience that's unique and different than any other galley you probably ever had, I'm your guy. <laughs> that's right. And you can go to Shin Dig, my shindigmyevent.com,
0: S H I N D I G M Y E V E N T.com, and find Jacob there. Uh, there's also some video clips of some of the bands and projects he had. Uh, and then, um, yeah, just uh, check out shindigmyevent.com. And anything else you want to leave uh, leave uh, our guests with, Any, Mr. Deet?
1: Um, I just want to say in this really interesting time of when we're all trying to come back from everything, that uh, if you've not done this yet, go buy merchandise from your favorite artist or a local artist. Go see a show. Go let these musicians and artists know um, of all kinds. And I'm just talking. I am just not talking about music. It could be ballet. It could be dance. It could be other types of dance. It could be, you know, anything. Performance art, etc. Um, go let go. Let them know through your financial contributions that you're here and that you uh, and that you appreciate them continuing because they are still coming out of this um, a lot later than a lot of other industries. So um, make sure you go see a show, support a live music venue. Um, support an artist directly with a t-shirt by or a, a coffee mug of some kind. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, and, and let them know that you care um, because they or just send them a note, send them a note online and say, I think you're great and I love your art and please keep doing what you're doing. You have no idea how much those words to the artist friends that you have and everybody has one or two or many, you know, mean to them. So reach out and uh, and be a positive influence. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time, folks.
0: uh, We'll see you. I don't know. We're going to see you next. We're kind of getting past Thanksgiving and then December gets a little wanky, wonky. I don't know what the word is, but (laughs) come 2022, we're going to pick things up for you. All right, (laughs) folks. Seth Weiner, you're rocking here. Have a great day. Jacob, thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Adios.